Welcome to the Difference Maker podcast series, the place where LaSalle College High School student athletes talk about using an athletic platform to bring people closer to Christ. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Difference Maker podcast series, the place where sports and spirituality intersect, where we get to sit down with student athletes at LaSalle College High School to discuss ways in which they use the platform of sport to bring other people closer to Christ. I'm your host, Joe Trainer, here, along with engineer Jonathan Wilbur and today's special guest, wrestler Gavin Moat. Gavin, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. We're super excited to have you. Um, you have a great story to tell. Um, really blessed to have the opportunity uh, to get to know you this year uh, on a different level through Kairos and was blown away with your leadership that you showed there as the rector, which is no easy feat. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Okay. But uh, just talk, let's begin with um, kind of your background. Talk about your upbringing, your family, elementary school, and uh, and kind of where you, where you're, you know, what your foundation is. Yeah, okay. So uh, I was born in Doylestown Hospital, um, awesome. two parents. Uh, I'm one of four. Awesome. I'm the second oldest. What's um, the breakdown? Boys, girls? All boys. All boys. So it's all boy family. Your dad's a lucky guy. He's a lucky guy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. Um, yeah, so I'm one, one of four boys. Uh, I grew up in New Hope, like, for the majority. Okay. And then, like, in fifth grade, I moved to Doylestown. Uh, I went to Our Lady of Mount Carmel. Awesome. A Catholic school there where I was raised, you know, through Christ and, like, through everything brought up. Um, and I played CYO basketball. Um, lacrosse. Lacrosse was my main sport growing up, though. Okay. I never really got into wrestling until I got you. That's awesome. Um, what was it about LaSalle? Was this where you, your brother came here? Were you, were you kind of destined? It was like there was no options, or did your parents, when you were when you you were looking at high schools, um, you know what what was it about LaSalle that that attracted you know certainly your older brother and then and then you to follow? Yeah. So um, with my brother, they're kind of like more open, but they kind of always like led us to like LaSalle. They're like, this is a great school. Um, I know we looked at other schools like Holy Ghost, but like at the end of the day, like my brother went to LaSalle, he loved it, and then I shadowed, and I loved it. And my parents were like, you only have two options. It's either like your local public school, which is West, sure, or LaSalle. And I love LaSalle, so I was, I was going to go to LaSalle. Yeah, it's, uh, it's second to none, truly. Yeah. Who, who have been, you know, you go to Mount Carmel, you got, you know, two families, you know, faith-based family. Like who have been some of your spiritual influences in your life? Um, I would say my grandma. Awesome. Um, I call her Grammy. She's my mom's, my mom's mom. Okay. Um, cause she goes to church every day. Um, and she kind of like, like represents like the faith I want to have. Like she's just so like faithful to God. And, um, I remember she gave me a sleeping St. Joseph statue. She's my confirmation sponsor. Awesome. And she kind of told me like, whenever you like need to write down a struggle or something you're worrying about, write it down and put it under the statue. Cause that's what Pope Francis does. And I've been doing that now. That's awesome. So uh, I'm going to start doing that tomorrow. I yeah, yeah. It's, it's uh, and I th- I think it actually helps. Like I think so. She's she's always given me like when you lose something, she's like pray to Saint Anthony. That's awesome. And I do it, and then I'll find it, and it's like crazy stuff like that where she's really someone I look up to. That's awesome. And then what about here at LaSalle? I mean, you've you know you, you're you're kind of one of the poster children for LaSalle, you're engaged, you, you know, you're, you're athletics, campus ministry, you have, you touch so many areas of the LaSalle community. Who have been some of your spiritual influences here at LaSalle? I would say Mr. Chesnick, you know, we want to Kairos with yeah. him, but just Chesnick. having him in, having him in class 
and getting to know him deeper. Like he's so spiritual and he really made like I leave his class just like enlightened, like, whoa. Yeah. Like just think like the stuff he teaches us and he really grow he, he's growing me sp- more spiritually and like he's just amazing. Like the stuff he teaches kids, it's just awesome. Yeah, I, I think, you know, having had two sons that went here, um, you know, when I, when I talk to them, you know, weekly, they're always like, hey, how's Mr. Chaz doing? Mm-hmm. So he's, he's really the first one that, uh, you know, one of the first, and among a lot of great people here, he's, he's certainly at the top of the list. You know, four-year wrestler, you know, my opinion, uh, there's no harder sport in, in, in high school and beyond, really. Yeah. I think, you know, uh, you can't hide behind teammates. You know, it's you against the other kid. Um, you put yourself out there. You're so vulnerable as a wrestler. Um, you know, I, I love it because I think God must have been a wrestling fan because <laughs> right from Genesis, you know, there's a wrestling reference uh, in, in Genesis 32, verses 25 and 26. Uh, Jacob was left alone. Then a man wrestled with him until the break of dawn. When the man saw that he could not prevail over him, he struck Jacob's hip at its socket so that Jacob's socket was dislocated as he wrestled with him. So, you know, right right from the beginning of our, our, our divinely inspired word of God, you have a reference to, to wrestling. So, um, man, is it, uh, you know, especially as a newcomer, you know, when I think of uh, fanatical sports, you know, most wrestlers, uh, you know, you're, you're wrestling coming out of the womb, it seems like. Hockey and wrestling are the two sports that, that you do it, you know, uh, right from the beginning. But, you know, you come in here, you know, as a kind of a converted uh, lacrosse player and then kind of being introduced to wrestling, did you feel like you were playing catch-up as a freshman? Um, not really, because um, a lot of the people we have come in start freshman year. So, like, my brother started his freshman year. Okay. And then, like, I did jujitsu growing up, which is kind of like... Yeah, so you had so some background. I had some background in, like, rolling around, but not nothing like wrestling. Um, so he did it freshman year, and then he came back all, like, jacked. And I was like, okay, I want to I wanna look like that. I want to wrestle. And Coach Courtney's great, like, bringing kids in. Um, so when I got there, like, there's a lot of newer kids and then some experienced people, like, sure. Ed, like Eddie Donovan, yeah. um, who kind of, like, showed me the way and, like, you know. So I, in a way, like, not really, because the coaches are so good at, like... Like, they, they really show they care no matter what skill level you are. Yeah, Which that's I think awesome. is amazing, yeah. And that's what makes Mr. Corny such a great teacher. And and where this program is, like we were talking before the show, I mean, you know, five, six years ago, there was probably 18 kids out for wrestling and maybe 15 stuck. You know, now, you know, I went up to the wrestling room to to, to, to talk with you yesterday. It seemed like there was, you know, 75 kids yeah, yeah, up yeah. there. So kudos to the senior leadership um, that you're providing and, and, and certainly Andrew Brennan and then, and kudos to Coach Courtney and the staff for, uh, you know, for making that one of the premier uh, wrestling programs in uh, in the state. Um, you know, one Pope John Paul Saint John Paul, you know, was such a uh, huge advocate for sports. He was he's regarded as the best athlete in the history of the papacy. <laughs> he was involved in the youth sports world sports games. Uh, he was an avid skier. He was a great soccer player, and, and when he was younger, he was known as Lolik the goalie. Uh, but he believed, you know, uh, sincerely that there was no greater platform to bring people closer to Christ than sport. Uh, you know, he believed it was a way that we can give glory to God by utilizing our talents. He thought we were paying homage to Christ through our athletic competition. And in doing so, athletics is able to serve as a window to the divine. Um, you know, I, and every week I kind of talk about the you know, when you Google John Paul II quotes about sport, there's you know, pages upon pages. But 
um, just another one that, uh, that I'm mentioning for the first time on air. <clears throat> you are true athletes when you prepare yourselves not only by training your bodies, but also by constantly engaging in the spiritual dimensions of your person for a harmonious development of all your talents. Um, really, sports you know, teaches us so much about ourselves. Uh, and and it, it, I think, the, especially in wrestling, where we're so vulnerable, you know, when you talk about uh, humility, right, like a Christ-like humility, you know, you're never as, as humble as you are mm -hmm. on a wrestling yeah. mat, you know? What are your thoughts about that? Yeah, I completely agree. I think wrestling is like a huge mental sport, yeah. being honest. Um, and I think like it brings all of us like together, um, like through a community, um, where we kind of like through the mental side. Like if I lose a match, like we're all there for each other, like push each other forward. Um, yeah, I, I think you know the other thing too. My, I said to my son Dylan, and we I didn't know anything about wrestling. He was a sophomore and went out for wrestling for the first time here, and, and you know. Uh, when he when he was finished competing in wrestling, you know, he, he I said, "What's the one thing you learned about wrestling?" He said, "Man, he's like, he says there's there's very few arrogant wrestlers because every one of those kids has probably been humbled at some point." Yeah, I, I would say it's such a humbling sport though, because no matter how good you think you are, like there's always someone better, and you're all, like there's all, there's always going to be a match where you get beat up. And no just, doubt. And then it kind of humbles you, and like you need to go into it like thinking like I'm not the best. Sure. And then you, you you go for a move and you can be exposed and vulnerable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, and then all of a sudden, maybe lose to somebody that you thought like maybe you had uh, more ability then, but mm -hmm. because you, you you made yourself vulnerable, it was it was pretty. Uh, it was you, you ended up losing the match. Um, you know, I, I, I'm talking to you as a wrestler, but there's so much more about Gavin Moat here at LaSalle. You're you know you're a four year wrestler. You were vice president of the junior class. You're vice president of student council as a senior. You're a leader on the mission and ministry team. Uh, you're a two-time Kairos rector. Um, you know, you, you, you couldn't be more uh, engaged in LaSalle than you are. Was it, was your older, did you follow the footsteps of your older brother? Or like why the, you know, what, do you just feel a calling to just kind of get involved and be engaged at LaSalle? Or what, what was your, what was your motivation to be so dialed into LaSalle? Yeah, so um, part of it, like, was my brother, but not really. We kind of took different routes. Um, like, he was more involved in WXP. I was more involved in, like, mission and ministry and stuff. Um, I think it was, like, like freshman year, I didn't, like, get involved much. And I, I kind of felt like I wasn't, like, living up to my full potential or giving all of myself. And I felt like I was, like, self-lacking, like, not. Um, so then I just started getting involved more, going to, like, street outreach. Um, and that's where, like, I just, like, I just found a community. And I just like knew I like needed to get involved more and put myself out there. That's awesome. Have you, have you gone on any mission trips? Yes. I went, I went to Puerto Rico last year. How was that? That was amazing. One of the best trips of my life, I would say. Um, just all the guys there just helping out. Um, it was amazing. Like building bonds with the kids, even like with the language barrier, it was like kind of like fun. Like they were teaching us Spanish. That's awesome. So yeah. How many guys went? Uh, 12. And, um, I mean, when you think Puerto Rico, you're thinking, you know, uh, you know, luxury and, yeah, yeah. and vacation. I'm sure it wasn't. It wasn't. No, yeah, yeah, no, not. Yeah, we were uh, we were helping out kids at some at a at a camp there, like a, a another Lasallian school, and then we would um we went over to like two local churches and we painted and like helped re uh, refurbish it. That's awesome. It's amazing how God works, right? In his in his providence, like you, you, when we when we're other centered, you know, when we, when we take the focus off of us, and and we and we you know we extend ourselves. To uh, you know, 
where I, I love the, li- the line in the, in the Bible, who, you know, love your neighbor as yourself. Well, who is my neighbor? Well, then it's it's really everybody we encounter, right? And it's easy to love the people that we, you know, we're, we're our family and our, our close group of friends, but, you know, Christ calls us to love everyone. And, but it, it's amazing how you know, how much we get back when we take the focus off of ourselves and, and put it on other people, you know? Yeah, yeah I completely agree. Like, in Puerto Rico, it, it felt so good to, like, like, they were so thankful and it just made us feel good, like, like helping out and doing as much as we could. Yeah, and then, obviously, you know, the day before Thanksgiving, too, I think there's nothing more... I think one of, again in God's divine providence, right? When when we're when we're able to experience gratitude, you know, like because sometimes we you know we get so focused on what we don't have, and, and whether it's relationships or physical things or you know gifts or talents, you know, we we kind of we we're worried about you know, we we keep score with the leisure and you know he has this I don't have that you know whether it's you know aptitude academically or athletically or, or uh, you know wealth or whatever it is, and then. You know, when when we're other centered, you know what we get back in the form of gratitude. You know, I'm sure you left there saying, "Holy mackerel, man! Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm living the the blessed, of, you know, the most blessed life possible." You yeah, know? for sure. Um, so you're a Kairos leader, erector, excuse me. Um, you know, that's a big job. Yeah, you're setting the tone for the whole the whole experience. And then, you know, at LaSalle, and, and as you know, have you, when did you do LaSalle? When did you do Kairos? Was you, your junior year? Yeah, I did my junior year in April. Okay, so towards the tail end of your junior year. And then, so you get to witness, right, what, what good leadership looks like. And hopefully it was, that was the beginning of a transformational experience for you. But, you know, you come back and, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's challenging to be a leader, you know, uh, to be a Kairos group leader. But then, when you're when you're running the whole show as mm-hmm. the rector, you know, it's a whole different level of expectation. How was uh, you know, going? In, and I had the chance to experience firsthand, and you were second to none. I mean, your leadership was amazing, and that and it sets the tone for really the whole. You know, you and Chez. I mean, it was it was a home run, you know, on both fronts. You know, our our. our, our primary student leader as the rector, you were amazing. And then obviously going with Ches, you know, he was amazing. But um, did you feel like, you know, was there was there some anxiety there? Or did you feel like, you know, holy mackerel, I better deliver here because people are counting on me on yeah. that first one? Yeah, thank you. Um, but yes, I did. Uh, I'm not going to lie. It was, it was kind of stressful at times. Um, but I was just trying to go with the flow. Um, and everything went so well. And with Mr. Ches, like right next to me, I knew. I knew everything was going to be okay. Yeah. He kind of led me in like a way. Yeah, and then you had a chance, you know, to, you did such a great job. They asked you to do another one shortly thereafter. Yeah, so yeah. that was because that, Cal, Ryan Callup um, had soccer. And yeah. Then I, and then I was, Mr. Parisi came to me, and I wasn't going to turn that down again. Yeah, he, he gave you the old Italian yeah. mafia, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. can you do this for us, right? But nobody turns down Mr. Parisi. Uh, he's the man. Yeah. Um, yeah, but what, it, I mean, just, you know, not getting into the specifics, but just what a, what a transformational experience that, that, you know, is. And I think the signature event... Um, you know, at, at LaSalle, honestly, you know, you coming back and, and seeing how, uh, you know, it, it just transforms, you know, not just the adults that are there, but, but the students as well. Um, you know, I know you have a strong faith, you know, Mount Cromwell. Do you know um, Father Dave up there? Dave O'Brien, is he still there? Yes. Yeah, or, great. Yes. Yeah, Father O'Brien? Yes, Father great O'Brien. Great guy. That, that's a great parish. I mean, that's yeah, a vibrant, that's you know, we went up there, uh, he said uh, Christmas Eve Mass last year, so even though that's not our parish. My daughter, who went to Lansdale Catholic, she has a great relationship with Father Dave, and we went up there 
um, for the Christmas Eve Mass. But it was just, you could tell it's one of those parishes that just has has a ton of juice. And, um, you know, I take great comfort. You know, I, I, I love being in those types of parishes because, you know, you feel like you're, you know, there's a there's a communal component to faith worship, you know, that, that invigorates you. You know, but as Catholics, you know, we have... We have so many, you know, Matthew Kelly, you know, talks about the beauty of Catholicism, right? We have most, most, uh, most uh, denominations of Christianity and even beyond Christianity, they have very few, you know, there's the Bible and then there's maybe a worship service, but we have so many different uh, opportunities to engage with Christ uh, in, in, different, uh, in different platforms. We have the sacramental mass, we have confession, we have novenas, we have the rosary, we have stations of the cross, we have adoration, we have saintly intercession. Are there, you know, of, of all those, are there any that may appeal to you specifically as a, as a Catholic? Yeah, I would say um, mass. And um, I know here we do a communion service. Yeah. Um, like every Advent and um, Lent. And I found myself, it was like sophomore year, just going there and sitting down and just praying and like, just taking it all in. And that, that's where I really, that's where I say my faith took a leap where like I went on my own, you know, no one was pressuring me. My parents weren't like, come on, let's go to mass. It was just me on my own going um, where I was like, I was alone with God just reflecting and just, I got so much out of that. So I would say like, and then, and then when I went to mass, I would kind of take it in more, listen to the priest, what, he, what he's really saying. Sure. Like take, like not, like take in his homilies um, and just like be more present. That's awesome. Say. I tell you, I love having the chapel. You know, I, I come in, you know, uh, before school and, you know, usually get in about six o'clock. And then the first thing I do is I, I go over to the chapel and just kind of spend like 15 minutes. It's just nice having, like, especially in the chaos of, you know, and I can imagine as a high school senior, some of the chaos that, you know, you're, you come here, you're here at 7.15 and then, you, you know, you don't, you know, you don't get home till 7.15 and it's, it's constant movement and, and nonstop running. But just to be able to go into the chapel and kind of detach and, and it just, uh, you know, sometimes it's just silent prayer and just and just opening up and and unloading some of the things that are on your heart. Um, that's it's pretty powerful stuff. Yeah. Sure. So here you are, senior, right? You know, you're, 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 you're all the mixed emotions, right? Uh, you know, you have uh, you know, the intensity of all the emotions, right? The good and, and the sad and, and, and everything in between. Um, does that impact your faith life at all? Or do you lean on you know on, on God a little more, knowing that you know that you're, you have, you're you went early decision at Villanova yeah. and you're waiting for that? And you know, is it kind of just like, is it hard to kind of still still dial into your your faith? Um, I would say like at times, sometimes I find myself like going more away and not praying as much. Um, but like I said, like with that Villanova, I, I wrote it on a piece of paper, put it under my uh, Saint Joseph statue, sleeping Saint Joseph. And I find myself just praying, to, like through tough times, especially, um, just praying to God in my bed, like every morning I wake up, every time I go to sleep, um, and just like talking to Him, seeing Him more as like a friend and like not someone like judging me in the sky. Um, but I say I need to do a better job, like with the everyday stuff, like when nothing's wrong. Sure. Know? Just talking to Him um, and like giving my thanks. Yeah, it, you know, it's it's funny, and that, that, brother, I didn't I didn't appreciate that concept until I was well into adulthood, probably forty years old, like. There's a relational component with with Christ, right? Just like all mm -hmm. other relationships. And the other thing about that too is, there's some days you feel dialed in and you feel like you're at the foot of the cross, and then there's other days where you're like kind of mired yeah. in, in darkness, you know. And and I think, and that's the beauty I think of sport and 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 my my faith journey, right? Some days you feel like practicing, yeah. And some days you don't, 
Some days you feel like you could beat, you know, everybody that they lined up across from you, and some days you feel like you got a piano on your back and you can't move, you know. And but you keep pressing on, you keep moving forward, yes. and I think that's there's so many parallels, and that's why uh, I think, you know, I, I love the concept of sports and spirituality because, man, it, it, it's not it's not, you know, it, like you said, it's easy to be, it's easy to be dialed in when we're asking for something. You know, but like there's, you know, there's there's another thousand opportunities to just be present and and dial in daily, um, so that I'm not, you know, I'm not calling on them, um, you know, when, when I need something. You know, and then the reference too. You know, I think, you know, I'm I'm you know significantly older than you, but that old school uh, relationship with God, you know, that was like He was distant, and now He's 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 here every day with mm-hmm. with us, and you know, it's it's really He's walking with us. It's it's not like some you know distant uh, you know in the sky far away no he's 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 our friend he's our brother he's he's our confidant and uh, and he knows us better than we know ourselves so um what's uh what are you looking to major in next year um I think I'm gonna do ec- like economics but like in the liberal arts school okay um and then like maybe double major in like communications too awesome awesome great place um I spent a lot of time there uh, in my former career, but so many you you have a great experience there, and uh, so many great people. And your brother's what a junior there? He's a freshman. Freshman. Yeah. Okay. So I've been. What's he studying? He's doing communications right now. Okay. Awesome. Would you be living with him or no? no. Not, <laughs> not after first year. No. But, no. Um, no, but I have been visiting him uh, a good amount. I'd say that's awesome. I just, I just love it up there. He's got great friends, and he loves it. Yeah. I know. It's just I, amazing. Nobody. I don't know one person that's ever been there while they're there or thereafter that, that hasn't had a great experience there. So what are your plans for Thanksgiving? Um, I'm having my dad's side of the family come over. Okay. Um, my mom's cooking for us, and uh, I'll be helping. Awesome. A lot, because it's, it's going to be a lot, but it's going to be amazing. I don't really see um, them that much, but I love having them come over every year for Thanksgiving. That's awesome. And you have two younger brothers. What, how old are they? Um, one is 13 and one is 11. So they'll have no choice but to come to Yeah. Island too, right? Yeah, I think, yeah, they're, they're going to come after, <laughs> after the... Uh, after me and Liam did so well here, my mom was like, yes, they have no choice. They need to That's come. That's awesome. Brother, mad, mad respect for you. Um, so blessed to have an opportunity to get to know you this year, and great things are ahead for you. Thank you, Mr. Chair. God bless. Folks, have a great week. See you next time.